Listeners at home, welcome. Thanks for joining us. This is the Ordinary Church Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm here with Pastor Mike. Mike, how's it going? Going well. Going well. God is good. Excellent. Yes, he is. It is a Wednesday morning, 9.36 in the morning. Kind of a nice day outside, a little chilly, uh, but we are thankful to be here. Mike, what are we going to talk about today? Hey, you know me, Connor. I want to talk about all the upheaval in the world right now and how we bring the Bible and the gospel to bear upon it. I really do. And I think uh, we can hit on Psalm 62. We can hit on Matthew 5, 13 to 16 about being salt and light and about being a city on a hill and whatever else comes to our minds. So let's just go. Let's just roll on this. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. All right. Uh, start me off in Psalm 62. I know that's been on your mind the last few days. Totally it has. Okay. The reason why is because, uh, first of all, I love the song that Aaron Keyes uh, put yeah, together. I love that song. Uh, you know, that we sing in worship and all that. But it starts, For God alone my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got the fortress, the high place that is unassailable by any army. And, and God is keeping us safe there. This whole psalm is about God being our uh, our Savior, our, our joy, our hope, our salvation. There is no other Savior. And really, for the Christian today, we're, we're, we, we realize this is Jesus Christ yep. that was being pointed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for God alone, uh, the Hebrew word is used four times here. For God alone, for God only, same Hebrew word. Mm-hmm. And it literally is literally God completely, God altogether, God utterly, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's important for us right now as we are all kind of reeling from the upheaval of Corona, of the upheaval of um, the political election cycle in America. Um, So much vitriol, so much hatred getting spewed out uh, by people all over the place. And just to say, you know what? God's my refuge. The refuge, that pictures a, a rocky crag or overlook where you go underneath for safety. Hmm. So you got the tower where, where God is unassailable. And then you got the refuge where he keeps us safe and secure. Hmm. And really that's where our soul needs to go in times like this. We got to bring the Bible to bear on our, on our times. And uh, first and foremost, God is sovereign and, and there's no other savior and we need to wait for him. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other things that people might be tempted to trust in right now? Well, I think we can trust in our own thoughts, our own minds. I know we brought this okay. out in the yeah. sermon last Sunday, but just trusting, uh, you know, uh, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Yeah. Some trust in their social media presence. Some trust in their wit. Some trust in their in their hatred. I mean, I think, you know, even social media right now, the, the carefulness that must be applied by every Christian. I got a little story. I'll tell you about that. Yeah. that um, I was telling my men's group this morning, I said, I, I have this. This post that I've been sitting on, and I really want to post it. But the problem about the post, I'll dial it up right here. Uh, the, the problem about the post is it has some words to correct someone. Hmm. Like there's a certain person that has used a certain line in their social media presence that I'm correcting with this post. And I'm realizing that that is not appropriate for me to do. And I'm convicted by it. Hmm. And we worked through it. And and one of the guys said, well, why don't you just change the words? I said, exactly. But it's so hard because I want to correct that person. Hmm. And and I think I just want to expose that a bit because I think that's what we do. We want to pridefully correct other people. So we take pot shots on social media and they're thinly veiled attempts. Now, some of them are just bold, outright, you know, in your face, pointing at a person. And we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. But like every true believer is called to, to pray for everyone and to love everyone. I mean, First Timothy two one, yep. right, and, and and onward in that in that passage. I mean, 
Jesus is the only mediator between God and man, and we're to be praying for mm. people's salvation and appealing to them to come to know Christ. Uh, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Mm. That's our job as yeah. Christians. And yeah. when to, let's not love one another so everyone will like you. Yeah. You know, so I just think to bring the Bible to bear in this moment is to be very careful with your social media mm-hmm. presence and how you respond. Yeah. Someone asked me yesterday, they sent me a sample. They said, I saw this post on someone else's post. I want to respond. Here's what I want to say. And they, yeah. they told me what they wanted to say. And it was awesome. It was like, yeah, this is great. I wrote back and said, please do not post that. Hmm. It is wonderful. I agree with it wholeheartedly. It'd be great. But why even... Why even let these pearls get, you know, possibly trampled underfoot? Yeah. Because where you're going to put it, it will get trampled underfoot. Mm. So, uh, and, and the person didn't, I, as far as I know, they didn't post it. And I'm glad, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kevin DeYoung wrote an article recently about social media usage, especially in the contentiousness right now, mm-hmm. you know, that we're seeing all around us. And he yeah. just, a few thoughts that he had, I don't even have it up in front of me, but he said something like, it's okay to have an unarticulated thought. Agree or disagree? Say that again? It's okay to have an unarticulated thought in the sense that... He you, said that's a good thing? He said it's okay to have Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I didn't know what exactly <laughs> you meant by that. Okay. No. It's okay to not say something. Yes. Let's say it simply here. Kevin, yeah. please. Let's say it simply. <laughs> um, you have yeah. the right to stay silent. Yeah. You have the right to remain silent. Here's the problem. So many people are like, I have the right to speak. Yeah. And I think what DeYoung says is perfect. Uh, it's okay to have an unarticulated thought. Keep it between you and God. Yeah. And so we think we have the right to speak, yeah. but it's like we have the right to remain silent and yeah. we should say silent more often than we do. Yeah. Amen. Another thing he said was that let your posts become prayers to the Lord that are just oh, he's being all pithy. I love, which I just think I is, love that. Yeah. I think is so good because so many people, any of us, either whether posting or even saying something to somebody else in person, yes. our first thought when something comes to mind is how can I say this? Instead of how can I talk to the Lord about this? Yeah, I'm not sure how he, yeah, that's what I mean. I was going to say, I don't know how he meant that, but I'm saying pray for the person rather than posting against them. Yep. Like hold off. I think that's exactly what he meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally agree. I like that. Yeah, he yeah. closed it just saying, you know, sometimes the, the best way to say something is saying nothing at all. And yeah. I just think that's a good word for the times we're living in. A friend of mine once um, had a very horrendous thing happen in their life and uh, a very dear family member of theirs attempted suicide. Hmm. It was a horrible, horrible time, and he found out about it in pretty much in, in the middle of the night, and he called me up, and uh, I, I went straight to the house and just sat. I remember sitting there thinking, Lord, I don't know what to say right now. Mm-hmm. So I stayed silent. And for years afterwards, he told me, he goes, you were a, so amazing of a, a comfort for us in that moment because you you knew that you shouldn't say a word. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't know that I shouldn't say a word. I just didn't have any words. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole, there's a proverb that says, even a fool, when he remains silent, is considered wise. Mm -hmm. I see, we never regret the thing we didn't say, usually, you know. Now, there are times we we should apologize. I'm getting a phone call right now. (laughs) Here, here, watch this, watch this. Oh, they just realized. <laughs> they just realized. <laughs> Wait, they're recording. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, that uh, there are times that we need to confess our sins and apologize and tell people we love them and all that, of course. But we, we won't ever regret the unwise thing that we hold back and trust the Spirit of God to uh, put a set of guard over our yeah. lips. There's so many people that are unfiltered right now. It's mm. startling. 
Some you expect because they, they're foolish all the time. Others as consistently, and you want them to change and you pray for them. Yeah. But there's others that are startlingly wading in where before they have been wise. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Last question on this social media idea, but why do you think that, why do you think people are so driven to put their opinions out there for the world to see? What drives that? Okay, well, pride pride drives us, but and and then I think sometimes it's a very it can be a a, a pure a pure motive. Uh, either way, here's the deal: we can do it now. It used to be where you'd have to put something in a newspaper, yeah, or you didn't have a platform. Now, everyone has a platform that that they never had before. Now, of course, if you're, you know, if you're, um, you know. 25 and, and under, this is all you've ever known. But, uh, you know, I'm 58 and yeah. I grew up in a world where no yeah, one had a, this outlet. You only had a platform with people that were around you in your in your immediate circle of friends that you actually could see face to face. So you talk on the phone, you dial them up on the phone. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have the Internet, any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And people got along just fine and got through life. But you'd have to put a, a newspaper article in. Mm. Well, you not everyone could do that. Yeah. So only certain people could speak, right? Yeah. You could do an op-ed or you could do a, a letter to the editor in your local yeah. paper or yeah. whatever. Seriously, I remember a pastor, one of my pastors mm-hmm. once, years and years ago, 25, 30 years ago, wrote a thing in the paper. And it was like, you go. That was that was a pastor at the time speaking out against something immoral. Huh. Yeah. And he wrote it and it was in the Irvine World News. Wow. That yeah. was a, there was a paper called the Irvine World yeah. News. Huh. But now, you and I, in, a, in 30 seconds, we could post up right now and it could get all the way around the world. Yeah. That's startling, and we don't know how to handle that kind of power. Hmm. And so pride, there's a platform now that gives power, and pride gets let loose. And even when you have pure motives, it can go bad on you. So I think that's one of the things. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Good things to think about. Well, let's turn quickly. We want to talk about Matthew 5 also okay. on a more positive note, engaging mm-hmm. in the world today, and specifically the idea of the church being a city set on a hill. Yeah, I've yeah, been thinking about that also. Could you break down a little bit what uh, what's been on your mind with Matthew five? Yeah, Matthew five thirteen to sixteen. You know, Jesus is talking about being salt and light and being a city on a hill. And you know, I've been I've mentioned this recently in a couple settings, but a city on a hill was a phrase comes straight from the scriptures. Uh, but U.S. politics took it. Yeah. But back in sixteen thirty, there was a a pastor, a Puritan pastor, John Winthrop, that had that in a sermon called A Model of Christian Charity. Hmm. And he said, we shall be as a city upon a hill and the eyes of all people are upon us. And what he meant was if the Puritans didn't uphold their covenant with God, their sins and their errors would be exposed for the world to see. And so he said this, he said, if we shall deal falsely with our God in this work, we have undertaken and so caused him to withdraw his present help from us, we shall be made a story and a byword throughout the world. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But Ronald Reagan took that in the 70s and placed it that line from that sermon at the center of his political career. Hmm. So people start thinking it's a political statement. It is really a statement. And here's what Jesus meant by it, that your every amount, every ounce of self-righteousness as every root of self-righteousness is basically cut off. And only in Christ is their salvation. Mm-hmm. And, and then you are now to trust in him and then be a preserving element in the, in the world, salt, and be a exposing and enlightening element in the world, mm-hmm. light, for the gospel. Yeah. And the idea here is a, God, a godly life shows a convincing testimony to the world of God's saving power. 
to the praise of his glory. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? First yeah. Peter 2, 1, keep yeah. your conduct excellent among the Gentiles so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Yeah. This is what it's all about. And so it's about mm-hmm. a gospel witness. Like Christians, you're to allow the light of the gospel seen in the face of Christ that you've received from your heavenly father to shine in the world in order that they may glorify God. Yeah. Now, see what that does? It takes away all pride. Mm-hmm. It takes away all power plays. It takes away all platforms and just says, my pure motive is to get the gospel out mm-hmm. and to glorify God. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you think the church is in danger of defaulting on our task? Oh, absolutely. Every day we're in danger of it. If we do not keep our nose to the grindstone and our, and our heart tender before God and, and really keep going to the word, keep going to prayer, keep confessing our sins, keep living in repentance, keep uh, having solid fellowship and discipleship in the church where we keep, hold each other accountable. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll go off course. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The it, preaching of the word, man. Yeah. Keeps us on course. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're bringing it to a close here quickly, but do you have any, do you have any practical encouragement for believers who are living in this world about how they can be in their own life? light, salt, how the church together can be a city on a hill. Yes. Okay. So think of your life as um, you and then concentric circles going out from you. Okay. Just out bigger and bigger circles as as you go out. You, your household, your small group, your church, your community, and so on. Mm -hmm. Just think today, how can I bless the members of my household or my closest um, family? group of people, my inner circle of people. How can I bless those around me in the workplace? How can I bless those around me in the classroom? How can I bless those around me in the living room? And and do that. Just think that and and just see what happens. I'm serious. Just do that. Yeah. Say, go go home or go to work or go to school and say, Lord, please allow the light of the gospel seen in the face of Christ that I have received from you to shine in the world so that mm-hmm. people will glorify you. Mm-hmm. What good blessing can I bring? Do that. Okay. Practical. Yeah. Helpful. Thank you. Do you have any last thoughts before we wrap it up? Yes. Love Jesus and do whatever you want. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, whatever you do, will, if you love Jesus the most, you're going to do what pleases God. Yep. I yep. love that you always come back to that. Hey, we haven't done this in a while, but could you pray to close us today? Let's pray. Absolutely. Let's do it. Lord, we thank you for your grace to us. You are so good. You are so gracious and merciful and kind. And Lord, it is truly our desire, uh, every one of us who's believers, uh, to allow the light of the gospel seen in the face of Christ that we have received from our Heavenly Father to shine in the world in order that, that we may glorify you and that others may glorify you. Lord, our desire is to live godly lives showing a convincing testimony to the world of your saving power and your sanctifying power to the praise of your glory. May that be true of all of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, to everybody listening at home, we love you. We're thankful for you. We pray for you. And we will talk to you next week.